Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, baby, that brown liquor make my heart go quicker. Welcome to the Leisure Class. I'm your host, Jack Song, a podcast dedicated to turning you on to the good stuff. A gathering place for the many kindred spirits I am grateful to call friends. Musicians, writers, artists, chefs, cocktail wizards, and wine geeks. All members of the leisure class. You know, for the longest time, my daughters and a few close friends called me Mad Dad. The nickname was not undeserved, really. In my late 30s into my early 50s, I was one pissed off dude. It took very little to set me off on a rant, railing against everything and anything. Mention Bruce Springsteen or the Eagles within my earshot. Man, I'd be off like Yosemite Sam. Hooting and hollering, whooping and a stomping. Borderline crazy, for sure. Some of my friends would use me for entertainment. Seriously, we'd be at a dinner gathering or a party. Someone like my friend Doug, who I've known for ages, he would lob a grenade on the table, you know, like throw some raw meat out there and think, let's watch Jack go crazy. And knowing that I'd go off like a Roman candle, right? He said, hey, Jack, did you see the article that says Eddie Vedder is a genius? And boom, smoke would come pouring out of my ears, and I'd be off and running. Why, you might ask? Why so angry, Mad Dad? Well, the reasons were multitude, and between years on the couch and life's cruelty at times, I've learned that there are far worse things that could happen in life than someone squeezing the toothpaste in the middle of the tube instead of the bottom, maybe, or someone thinking the Grateful Dead are the greatest band ever. So I've mellowed over the years. It's true. Hey, you like the dead? No argument from me. Enjoy. Who am I to keep you down? But there is one thing that will get Mad Dad to make an appearance these days. Okay, maybe two. Well, it could be a few things all wrapped together. These days, when I hear someone bitch about, in their less than humble opinion, that there is just no good music out there, it's all I can do from losing my shit. Seriously. You know, and mixed up in my reaction of anger is sadness, really. And with a small bit of disgust thrown in. I weep for you. (laughs) You know, people lamenting about the Grammys or the nominations to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The music sucks. It's not rock and roll. Music was so much better back in the day. Which day? My day? Yeah, it was great. 
your day? Hey, if you're talking the 80s or the 90s, I'm going to say not so much. But it's your music. Here's the thing. Every art form goes through a very similar evolutionary unfolding. They all begin in its simplest form and transforms over long periods of time as different artists bring new and different perspectives. Just look at painting. Cave paintings are the earliest form of visual arts that we know. They're simple stick figures and icons, but they're telling a story. And then painting, the form progresses to more and more intricate, becoming more and more realistic. Paintings take on a highly detailed realism in Romanticism and even hyper-realism into the Renaissance. And when it seemed that there was nowhere left to go, that artist had achieved everything that was possible in that style, a deconstruction of sorts began. Impressionism, moving away from realism and portraying the impression of images. Then on to Expressionism, which begins to use the medium itself, no longer concerned about realism. It begins using paints and colors in evoking emotions and telling stories. The evolution continues into almost a deconstruction with artists like Picasso distilling images down to their fundamental shapes. Circles, squares, triangles, almost a complete circle back to cave paint. You know, there are many other styles and sub-styles, you know, on this timeline, but these are the big ones. You can do the same with the broad scope of classical music or jazz. Jazz started out as a fairly simple form and driven by the art of improvisation. It went through many styles from the early days of soloists, really sticking close to the melody of the songs, to becoming more and more embellished, more and more intricate, more complex, both melodically and harmonically, until in so many ways the song might be unrecognizable. And the form has been exploited to the fullest. Where else can you go when all the notes possible have been played? Now, rock and roll is the same. It was birthed in the very simple structures of blues and country music. It evolved, becoming more complex, integrating influences from gospel, then jazz and doo-wop harmonies, evolving into pop, borrowing from everything classical to create prog rock, reggae and African influences, and on and on. Guitar, just like sax or trumpet in jazz, went through its own evolution, starting out with simpler, more melodic type of soloing, going through a whole jazz fusion, and then shred phases that were all about how many notes you could play until there's no more notes and not much left to do with the form. Now, does that mean that rock and roll is dead? Well, if you gauge it by the Grammys and other award shows, yeah. But rock and roll in all of its forms are far from dead, just like jazz, just like classical. If you're into bebop era and Charlie Parker jazz, you can find artists performing, recording, and performing live as keepers of that particular flame. If you grew up on the Stones and Eric Clapton and the Allman Brothers, there are truly great bands out there now working in that tradition. Now, are they the Stones or the Allman Brothers? Of course not. But 
they are authentic and passionate enough to have existed side by side with those bands in their day. Yeah. Like Outlaw Country of Waylon, Willie, and the Boys. There are some excellent artists carrying on that tradition these days and not imitating the OG artists, but bringing fresh takes on the style. You pick any one genre and you'll find the same. So how do you find the good stuff? If you're a fan of music and you're serious about it, you search, just like you did when you were a kid, going into the record store, flipping through the bins, talking to the guy behind the counter, asking him what was new until they learned what you liked. The streaming services are actually pretty good at guiding you to music that fits your taste. Genre playlists, the made-for-you playlist, they act like that cool dude at the record store who grabs you when you walk in and says, oh man, have I got an album for you. Now these services require some interaction. There's so much out there. I mean, they add thousands and thousands of new releases every month. But if you're serious about finding good music, the more you listen and interact with a thumbs up or down or hit next, it helps the AI determine what to send your way. And I have discovered an amazing amount of truly great music that I would not have come across otherwise. I'm a firm believer that there is a bunch of great music out there. But honestly, the absolute best way to discover new music and new artists, the good stuff, is from my friends sharing their own discoveries with me, just like it was when I was a kid in a record store. And we'd get together and everybody gathered with a new record that they thought was the coolest new thing. I have been turned on to a large number of truly great artists across all genres by my friends. And I've become very excited about listening again. You remember the fun and thrill of hearing a new artist or a song you loved? And the even greater thrill of sharing that with your friends? It's a great feeling, and I still love it. I get several texts a day with links to songs or artists friends want to turn me on to. And I do the same. Sharing is caring. Simple as that. Which brings me to social media. Anyone who knows me can certainly tell you that one sure-fired way of getting Mad Dad to show up is just mention Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and using those platforms to spread the word about anything. For artists, the AI works against you, not for you. I post a picture of my dinner or a pizza that I made. I get over 300, 400 likes and 75 to 100 comments. So I know people see it. I post about a new episode of the podcast. If 30 people see the post, it's a win. So here's where there may be some joy to be found. If you find something, anything that excites you, not just music, but content by any artist, lend a hand and share the post. The AI works in a way that sharing does more for spreading the word than likes. And it takes no more energy. There are three buttons below that post. One says like, one says comment, and one says share. And in the drop down of the share button, there are several options. Now, I'm talking about Facebook, but Instagram works very much the same. You don't have to write anything. Just share now to public in parentheses. And it goes out into the world. And the AI works on 
looking at what's being shared and passed around. And this is how you become a curator of the good stuff yourself, turning people on to things you more than like. I want you to hear this music because I dig it, and I believe you will too. Sharing is caring, and it's a truly a way to help artists find their audience in a very, very crowded and challenging environment. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and tell your friends all about The Leisure Class, brought to you by Newsweek.